0: Meet the Lord Mayor of London, as read by Anne Walsh. Vincent Keaveney, Lord Mayor of London, talks to Trinity today about sustainable finance, diversity and inclusion, the importance of the British-Irish connection and celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in the city. The first Irish national and the first Trinity graduate to serve as Lord Mayor of London, beams onto my screen, sitting in front of a palatial marble mantelpiece flanked by two flags, the Union Jack, and what looks like the flag of England, but turns out to be the City of London. Both flags are variations of the St. George's cross, but the city's has a red sword in the upper hoist canton. The City of London is somewhere between a council stroke corporation, a collection of guilds, and a tiny city state. The office of Lord Mayor for the City of London goes back to the 12th century and is totally separate to the Mayor of London a recent role created in 2000. The current Lord Mayor, whose term ends in November, is Vincent Keaveney, Trinity graduate, partner in global law firm DLA Piper, and a Dubliner by birth and education. He is, in some ways, an accidental Londoner. After gaining his BCL from UCD in 1986, he went straight to the King's Inns to do the two-year course to become a barrister. My aim was to build up a commercial practice at the bar in Dublin. That's the career I mapped out for myself. At the time, the King's Inns course was undemanding, a couple of hours of lectures every evening, Vincent says. So he decided to do an MLIT in Trinity in parallel. I chose as my subject an analysis of the constitutional changes in Ireland between 1916 and 1923, comparative constitutional law with a bit of history. My supervisor was Professor Niall Osbrook and I had a wonderful time engaging in discussions with him. He found the experience of researching and then drawing the whole thing together, a great intellectual skill to acquire. Subsequently, whenever I have a big project or report to write, I've been really grateful that I have that discipline to draw on. And he really loved the social side. I went between Trinity and the King's Inns every day. I'd leave College Green, walk up O'Connell Street, across Henry Street, cut through Moore Street, up the back of Henrietta Street and into the King's Inns. It was just a great experience and having the amazing resources of the library to avail of and the great social life of the Trinity Campus. After graduation he remained set on course to go to the Irish Bar but wanted some experience abroad first. I headed over to London expecting to be back in a few years but I loved it. I probably broke my mother's heart around 1994 when it became apparent that I was going to be staying on. He worked first as an in-house lawyer with the Bankers Trust Company before requalifying in 1992 as a solicitor and working in firms focusing on banking, finance and capital markets. For the past eight years he has been a partner in DLA Piper where he works with a large number of international clients. About 2012, after more than 20 years in the City and involvement in the Livery Company for City Solicitors, one of the 110 Guilds of Livery representing professions in the City, he stood for election as Alderman of the City of London Corporation. He takes me through the vagaries of the City Corporation, which is not quite like any other UK corporation or council. There are 25 aldermen, each representing a ward, and they sit with 100 councillors or to give them their ancient city appellation, commoners, who unlike with other UK corporations, are not generally members of political parties. We try and keep party politics out of the city, he says, so there's no party whip when it comes to voting at council, which can be challenging. The city corporation functions like any other local authority, managing municipal upkeep, but it also serves as a police authority and takes responsibility for representing the interests of the financial services industry globally. Aldermen and councillors are elected by the city's 7,000 residents and by employees of the companies located in the city. Businesses are allocated a number of votes and encouraged to distribute them in a representative way across the firm. So instead of giving all the votes to senior managers, say, to spread them out to junior, administrative and support staff. Elected Alderman in 2013 for 6 years and re-elected in 2019, he was Sheriff in 2018 and subsequently Lord Mayor. The Court of Aldermen puts forward a candidate for Lord Mayor, who then goes through a gruelling interview by an external appraisal board, unlike any other interview I've ever done. You're questioned on the political, economic and social issues that will come before you as Lord Mayor. So, for instance, I was asked about Brexit and senior executive pay. The term is for a year only, but it's very intense. You represent the city at multiple events here and around the world. There is very little time left for family or other interests. There is also a role for the mayor's partner if they want it. My wife Amanda, officially the Lord Mayoress, is prioritising homelessness, something she has been involved with for years. The Lord Mayor welcomes Heads of State, Presidents of Central Banks, and visiting Finance Ministers to the city. The highlight of my term was probably the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in June, which was extraordinary. Not even Victoria had a Platinum Jubilee, and I'm not sure there will be ever another one. Standing on the steps of St Paul's for the service of thanksgiving, welcoming the Prince of Wales and other members of the Royal Family did feel surreal. There is a huge amount of travelling. One of the responsibilities is to develop new markets for the city. I've been everywhere this year, Japan, India, North America and Australia. The Lord Mayor works closely with UK Ambassadors, High Commissioners and Trade Commissioners around the world, as well as the UK government of the day. That includes at times telling them things they may not want to hear, but can also include advancing government agenda. It is no secret, as he points out, that there were very few Brexit voters in the city, but now that it has happened, the government's drive to build new international markets has given an added focus to our own activities. All Lord Mayors have their particular priorities, and he names his top three, building sustainable finance, increasing diversity and social mobility across the city, and emphasizing the importance of the long-standing relationship between the UK and Ireland. He elaborates on each. Green, sustainable finance is vital, obviously for the environment and social impact, but also in terms of investment. These are exciting new markets we have to get into. On equality and diversity, he says that the city has got much, much better. This is the biggest change across the four decades since I arrived in 1989, when it was overwhelmingly white and male. Now we have women as CEOs and as Lord Mayors. And in the most recent election this year, we elected the youngest and most ethnically diverse group of councillors we've ever had, which really speaks to a much more representative city. He is satisfied that they are making good progress in social mobility, but there remains a lot to do. Research we did two years ago demonstrated that in the big financial services firms, people coming from lower socio-economic backgrounds, to use the technical term, we're progressing 25% slower than their peers coming from higher socioeconomic backgrounds. And that wasn't related to performance. There are other underlying issues. So I'm co-chairing a task force, and we've just launched a membership body for the financial services industry called Progress Together, which I'll be chairing after I've stepped down from the mayorality. Again, as with green finance, more diversity isn't just an ethical imperative it also means better decision making. The UK-Irish connection is an obvious priority for him, given his nationality and the difficulties in the past few years around the Northern Irish border and the protocol. I'm very aware of being the first Irish national to hold this office during a rather fraught period, and I'm trying to stress all of the positive aspects of the relationship, family, cultural, sporting, social, musical, business, all those links, and my Trinity heritage has an important part to play because historically, Trinity has been a conduit between the two countries. I want to keep reminding people of all of the great enduring things that are the bedrock of the relationship. In November, his term will end. He is looking forward to more time to play tennis, go to the theater and see family, but will continue as an alderman and is keen to continue furthering the agenda around improving social mobility in the city and getting the British-Irish relationship into a really positive footing. It seems that the city may continue to have a role to play strengthening British-Irish relations. Remarkably, the likely next Lord Mayor, Nicholas Lyons, is also an Irishman, and though not himself a Trinity graduate, is the son of a Trinity provost and historian, FSL Lyons. At the time of publication, we learnt of the sad passing of Queen Elizabeth II. As the world reflects on her extraordinary life, we remember with great fondness the occasion of her visit to Trinity as part of her historic state visit to Ireland in 2011.